The Chris Sheeran Show, only on YesNetwork.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand spanking new edition of The Chris Sheeran Show. And today's show is filmed in front of a live studio audience of one. <laughs> uh, it's Doug Williams. It's me, of course, Chris Sheeran. And Callie Thomas is here. She's uh, checking things out here at the Yes Network. She is a broadcast journalism hopeful. She's in Sacred Heart University. Uh, she's in a grad school right now, and she wants to do this for a living. For some reason, we have no idea why. Joking, uh, but we wish her the best of luck, and I thank her for stopping by today and checking out the digs here at the Yes Network. And Doug, uh, you know, I woke up this morning, roll out of bed, and uh, the iPad is always there next to me. It's on the floor, and the first thing I do after I shut my alarm off on the iPad is to go right to Facebook, right to Twitter, see what happened while I was sleeping. And the first thing that I see on Facebook is Adam Schefter's post of this Ray Rice elevator video. So I go to the kitchen, I sit down, I prepare myself, I watch it. Now, <laughs> see, this is why, you know, we, we get paid, we, we do this to give our opinions on things. But, you know, in this world where it's so, where immediacy rules everything, I just still have that old school broadcast journalism, like let everything come out before you have a complete and total understanding of what happened. And now... We, we did have a little tete-a-tete about Ray Rice. I mean, we, we were both in agreement before this video came out. But now that everything has come to light, and boy has it with this new video, I, I just – no one can defend this guy. No one. You cannot defend what he did. Now, did his fiance maybe – it's grainy. It, it's kind of choppy. It's kind of frame by frame. It, it's kind of like the Zapruder film in an elevator. Uh, did she – like come at him? Did she maybe raise her hand? Maybe. I mean, you could see like she's walking at him. She basically walked right into the left-handed, left-cross haymaker like Mike Tyson from Mike Tyson's punch out. I mean, I'm not, I'm not making light of it, but that's how devastating that punch was. And not only the punch, but she hit her head off the, the, the bar in the elevator and he just basically drags her unconscious body out how can you, you know, the word that came out with Stephen A. Smith was, um, help me out here. What did he say? Provo- provocation. Yeah. Listen, this is why you don't say stuff like this until you see everything. He didn't see that. And if he did see that and he still said that. Suspension? I mean, geez, I, I'm not even going to – that's another tangent for another day. But, <laughs> but what what I needed to say about this was there is no excuse for what this guy did. And for him to get two games and only two games and Josh Gordon got a year for smoking dope. Now look, smoking marijuana, you're high. You're out there. You're loopy. You're happy. You're not punching anybody in the face. This – this to Roger Goodell is less of an infraction and the league. Let's not, let's not, let's be honest here. And the league and the people who are going to call his games that he plays in, because I'm telling you right now, he's only going to be suspended for two games. They're not going to suspend him for the season. They're not. They, they he could make this league money and he makes this league money. He's playing. He's on the sideline. So let me ask you this and I'll, I'll give you the mic. I'll give you the mic. Lisa Salters, and I I said this on Facebook, and I took flack for it, and I should have worded it differently, I guess, before I posted it. Because there are some people, talent, 
out there in the media that are not going to say the D.C. football team's nickname. And that's their right, and I commend them for that, and, you know, that's fine. It's all well and good. Are you going to interview Ray Rice? Is Lisa Salters a woman? If week 12, I looked it up, Ravens at the Saints, Ray Rice goes off 200 yards, three touchdowns. Are you going to interview him after the game? Are you going to talk to him? That's a slippery slope there. It is. I, look, I am not. Please hear me. I am not comparing Native Americans and the genocide that happened with them and how they feel towards that nickname because there are a lot of Native Americans who don't like the Washington Redskins nickname. They don't. And I respect that. I respect their you know, opinion to have that opinion. But let's flip the script here. Ray Rice, he knocked out his then fiance. With one punch. And we're going to suspend him for two games. And then, like, nothing has ever happened. We're going to interview him. We're going to pump him up again. Oh, Ray, how was it out there? How did you get 200 yards? That that just doesn't sit with me. It can't sit with you. No. And you know what the thing is, Chris? It's it's a bunch of people are up at the plate right now. And we'll see what they do. Roger Goodell is at the plate. Uh, Ravens PR, which has been terrible throughout this whole thing, making Ray Rice's return seem like something that was valiant and that he was brave for coming back. The Ravens fans are up at the plate right now because they cheered him when he came back. And, you know, also the Ravens in general. I mean, this is an organization that, uh, look, I'm going to get in trouble if I say that he did it for sure. But Ray Lewis has a statue outside their stadium. And if you talk to some people, they'll tell you it's fairly obvious that he committed some sort of crime that night. I was down in Atlanta. We had a so how much how much can we expect out of an organization that has kind of turned a blind eye to what he's done, has praised uh, Ray Rice since he came back? And let's remember the Baltimore Ravens Twitter account tweeted that Ray Rice's wife had regret for her actions that night the baltimore ravens twitter account tweeted out that she regretted what happened what she did her actions on that uh that night so how can we expect roger goodell how do you take the situation i know how do you expect anyone sane and 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 level-headed to make the right call here because Roger Goodell clearly swung and missed already. I mean, he gave him two games. You can name any other player who's been suspended, and and they should have gotten less than Ray Rice got. I mean, like you said, the the marijuana comparisons are all over the NFL. Guys keep getting suspended four games for marijuana, you know, and it just – I think the NFL thinks they're doing a good thing, but the comparisons are ruining the league. If you look up – and I did this morning. If you look up the the NFL rule book, if you throw a punch on the field at a dude in an NFL game, you get thrown out of the game. (laughs) If you do it to your then-fiancé off the field, (laughs) you get two games. (laughs) It's a joke. It's a freaking joke, and I, I, I just don't understand, uh, again, the, the whole Redskin thing that I put on Facebook. I, I got to go back to it because it's really bothering me. I, I, I get that. I get that people don't want to say it, but at the same time, we can't continue to glorify these guys just because they run a, you know they could run through a defense 
or throw or catch or do whatever. You cannot continuously glorify athletes who do this stuff off the field, you know, coinciding with Derek Jeter Day. I mean, just talk about the two ends of the spectrum. This guy never, you never heard anything like this ever with this guy. And that's why, that's some of the reason why people hate Derek Jeter because he never got into trouble. That's what you, that's what you want your children to look up to. You want them to look up to a guy like Jeter who does everything the right way, not who gets his fiance, who then fiance, who, uh, by the way, apologized for her actions that night. And I'm sorry. Him. And then married him. I'm sorry my face hit your fist. Pretty much is what she's saying. And here's two things, by the way, that uh, I don't know, that you're hoping happen, right? And it's an either or scenario. You hope that, uh, is it John or Jim? John, the coach of the Orioles, I, be- I mean the uh, Ravens, I yes, believe. Yes, John Harbaugh. You hope that if nothing happens, the NFL doesn't suspend him for- further or he doesn't get released by the organization, that he's benched. That would be a good statement to make because it's making the best out of a terrible uh, scenario. Or you just hope that he's released. If the NFL is unable to suspend him further because they lack common sense, then release him if you're the Ravens organization. Try and mend this black eye while you can. And it's just, you know what, it's really, uh, it's a truly disappointing story because it's week one of the NFL. And those of us that like to feel good about watching the sport can't really right now and the Ravens organization as a whole is making the NFL look bad and to be honest they kind of deserve to look bad right now yeah as a whole uh they're focusing on guys dunking the football on the goalposts, and they're focusing <laughs> on uh defensive holding calls how about you spend some time focusing on guys that are hitting their wives doing terrible things off the field but Maybe you focus less on things that are less intense, like getting caught with people who are smoking marijuana. Even if you're not, you get in trouble. They are seriously, seriously confused right now, and they need to figure it out because the general public is expecting some sort of announcement, some sort of roster move. And if it doesn't happen, what needs to happen to get someone released or kicked out of the NFL then? Here's here's another thing that I'm finally satisfied that the people who uh, pretty much – keep the NFL going, us, with the money we spend and everything else that we do for this league, uh, we're fed up. You know, we want something to happen because, like it or not, and I've been around uh, good athletes, great athletes my whole life, it's different for them. It's different for them. They get things. Uh, Things that they do in a negative light, they get swept under a rug. Uh, No one remembers it. That rug is so piled up, it's piled to the sky for crying out loud. It's piled into the stratosphere. This is the culture that goes along with these guys their whole lives. They're never told no. Nothing they ever do is wrong. It's time for that crap to stop. It's time for someone to put their foot down and say enough. I don't care if you could run through a defense. I don't care if you could throw the ball 80 yards. If you're not going to be what I want you to be as a decent human being, you're not going to be in my team. You're not going to be in my league. That's it. Done. Over. This has to stop. There is no wiggle room here. What he did, if she provoked him or not, you do not do what Ray Rice did. 
And you kind of hope that the Donald Sterling uh, situation, that came out, it was a huge story. You had players coming out saying they wouldn't play. And it was kind of a mixture between the NBA and Adam Silver doing the right thing, and then fans, media, and players also doing the right thing by saying on social media, this is terrible, something needs to be done. Everybody kind of came together, and guess what? Donald Sterling's no longer the owner of the Clippers. You kind of hope that somehow... Somehow Roger Goodell hears what everybody is saying. Maybe it's the player saying, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let my family come to games until this guy's out. Or maybe it's fans saying, I'm not gonna pay for tickets. Maybe it's fans not showing up to the park. Who is gonna be upset? Can you name one person other than Roger Goodell who profits off the game? Who is gonna be upset by Ray Rice being out of the league? Baltimore Ravens fans? Because if they are, then shame on them. He has nothing to worry about, I, Roger know, Goodell, other I, than money I got news, in this situation. I got news for you, and it's, it's a sad state of affairs, but I guarantee you if he's suited up for week three, I don't know if the game is in Baltimore, but if he's suited up for week three, that place will be sold out. Sold out. Well, I, I think it, I, I just don't think people – all people care about in these situations is their team winning a game. That's all they care about. When it comes down to it, not – Every sports fan is like you, is like me, who wants to see changes, who wants to see this stuff go away and go away for good. You know, this is why, you know, through the years, I I started off as a Cowboy fan because of Drew Pearson. He went to my high school, and that's why pretty much I was a Cowboy fan until I was 13. At that time, I made the switch over to the Giants. They happened to win Super Bowl uh, 21 in Pasadena, Super Bowl uh, 21. Uh, and I made in 1986, and I made the switch to the Giants. Over the years, seeing how the Giants run things, they're not bringing guys in that lack character. That's what I like about the Giants even more. That's what you know. The Giants may go six and ten or five and eleven, and it'll get me upset. But I'd rather my team, and the Steelers too. The Roonies and the Maras have run their teams like this, God knows for how long. You have to have, and well, Ben Roethlisberger comes to mind there. I can't. <laughs> well, really, I, can't really. Say. Chris, I would wish you luck if you're going to say this about any team in the NFL. To be honest with you, yeah. because it seems like every team. You yeah. mean, the Giants had Will Hill. Yeah, he had a really bad record, but he seemed to get better with the Giants. I see your right. point, though. Right, but you know they nip it in the bud. They do. Right. They might have somebody on the team. Uh, with the exception of Ben Roethlisberger, who's in, who's been in trouble more than one time, uh, but something needs to be done. Uh, that's that's all we need to say. Something needs to not just two games, not just the year. You know, don't just suspend him from the league. Suspend him from the league, and you know, <laughs> my kids love Mrs. Doubtfire right now. Have a court liaison travel with him to and from domestic violence meetings make him be a spokesperson make him go through the classes make him do everything for the year he's off he's not off he's going across the country he's making appearances he's doing his time that he should be doing getting that out of his system changing him as a person that's the only way this works that's it you can't just suspend a guy for two or six games, whatever, and not get him help. We talked about this with Josh Gordon a couple right. shows back. Yep. You know, with the marijuana. Don't just suspend him for a year. I, I saw he was going to go play. He's at a car dealership in I Cleveland, know, which by Which is the way. great. I love. <laughs> it's, it's tremendous. I mean, <laughs> I, I like it. I like that he's finding work. Right. But he was going to go to the CFL. 
Yeah. Can you imagine if he went to the CFL? Yeah. What's the uh, what's, what's the difference to him? Exactly. Yeah. He's gonna play at up least. There and- at least if you're de- if you're working at a car dealership, you probably have a boss who who requires a certain level of work out of you, and, and you get to deal and a drug test, and you get to deal with people on a daily basis. Kind of like working in a restaurant. Uh, how about how ironic it is, Chris, that this is all happening now in the NFL? Because Roger Goodell looks like caveman number one right now. He just does not get what's happening in this country. Marijuana is being legalized. Every like. Tons of places. It's becoming legal. Politicians who are very smart and have, have won their jobs by being voted into their position are saying this stuff is not that big of a deal. Yet, for some reason, Roger Goodell still prioritizes beating women below smoking a joint. Was that Bill Clinton in you, between bongs? You can, yeah. You can go out west. You can go to Denver. And, and go into a store and and and, pry, and, and pick what yeah. type of marijuana you want based on the high you can it's get. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's not that big. <laughs> I love marijuana. <laughs> uh, I love Mary Jane. I'm just saying, it's so unbelievable. It's like Roger Goodell doesn't leave his house or read a book. I mean, it's like, what is going on? I, I don't know. And it's, it's such a stereotype with the NFL. People on the outside of this league think, oh, it's just such a violent sport full of, you know, the original cavemen, they they don't accept women in the sport. They don't respect any of the cultural norms that we do. And I like to be I like to say, no, like they're evolving. This is a better sport. No, it's not. They don't care about concussions. They don't care about uh, beating women. They think that smoking marijuana is the worst thing you can do. It's just it's like they're culturally illiterate. Yeah, it, it's it's come time to, you know. You police the game on the field. You have to start policing your players off the field, too. All right. Let's move on. Uh, You have something for me on a certain Red Sox? Oh, yeah. I want to get your take on this. So David Ortiz comes out. I'm not sure if it was today or yesterday. I saw a tweet, which I guess you can categorize that under research for me. I saw a tweet. There you go. Um, David Ortiz said he's not going to retire at the beginning of the regular season like Derek Jeter and Mo did. He's going to do it in the offseason after the season's over. And my first thought is, I'm sure Red Sox fans who don't like the Yankees are coming out and saying, wow, you know, that's what I like to hear. He's humble. He doesn't need the whole parade. He's just going to retire off into the sunset, and that'll be that. And Red Sox fans are like, that's what Jeter and Mo should have done. None of this, you know, parade around baseball thing. Well, the problem with that is, I'll give my opinion, and then I want to hear yours. It's pretty much the same thing. The problem with that is that David Ortiz is not, Anywhere near the level of Mariano Rivera and Derek Cheater in that they're both uh, Hall of Famers, first ballot. They're maybe the two best at their position to ever play. David Ortiz, David Ortiz is a designated hitter, doesn't have 500 home runs, has a reputation around the league of a guy who dogs it, doesn't run all the way to first base on pop-ups, takes 45 seconds to get around the base on home runs, and not to mention the fact that there's been steroid whispers that have followed him around for the entirety of his career. Why are people putting Humble and David Ortiz in the same sentence after all the things that I just listed? This is not something that David Ortiz is thinking, I'm a, I want to be the humble guy. I want to be the guy who gets no recognition. That's not what he's about, people. What he's about is maybe the fact that he wants to put some water on the fire here, realize that people would be very conflicted in his last season about whether to cheer, whether to give him gifts. Because do you give a guy a gift who's been making your pitchers look foolish his whole career? And not in a good way either. So 
I don't know. I think it's avoiding a lot of uh, potentially awkwardness uh, in his last season. That's uh, all. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if he did announce in spring training that it was his last year, it would be open season <laughs> on David right. Ortiz for pitchers. Always wanted really? to plunk this guy. This is the last time I'm going <laughs> to face you? Oh, baby, get ready. <laughs> You're going to have some uh, worm burners coming in at your knees, maybe at your hip. Uh, yeah, it's just an asinine thing to say. It's just it's David Ortiz being David Ortiz. You know, Mo and and, and Jeter uh, got their due and um, deservedly so, uh, both for the way that we just talked about the way they not only perform on the field but the way they act off the field. Uh, how much has Mariano Rivera done for Panama? I mean, just just Google it. Google it. Just unbelievable amount of charity work that, that he's done for his for his home. Uh, and here, too, for, for the love of God. And Derek Jeter, you know, his Turn 2 Foundation. And the, the only negative thing that I've ever heard about Derek Jeter was that one story that came out in the New York Post about the, so, the quote-unquote gift bag that he gives to women uh, after they leave his – or after they left his Trump Tower and that's a, a cordial and friendly uh, gesture. Yeah. Of, some may think. I, I don't know. It's a gift basket. Uh, listen, Everyone likes gift it's baskets, gift Chris. Ba- it's, it's a gift basket from probably – I'm not afraid to say it. I'm going to say it. The best shortstop that ever played the game. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm throwing it out there. I just think the guy, he hardly lost any range throughout his, you know he's 40 yeah and he's st- he's playing shortstop at 40 yeah and now look is he the same as he was when he was 25 no but he covers ground pretty well for a 40 year old i happen to know i'm 41 and so i mean he's doing a pretty good job what what negatives if you watched Derek jeter day yesterday and by the way i i want to make it clear i'm not 100 percent sure that david ortiz mentioned mariano or jeter in his quote itself i just think he it's said, kinda, I'm going to do it in the offseason because why would why else would he say the that? the timing of that right, comment. Yeah. But if you watched Derek Jeter Day yesterday, what negatives can you think of of doing it the way he did? Everyone, the fans got to pay respect to him. He got to thank the fans. Mm-hmm. If Big Poppy retires in October after you know the postseason's over, Red Sox fans are going to be like, well, we never got to you know give him a standing ovation, never got to you know applaud him for what he did for us. I mean, Yankee fans aren't going to worry about it. They'll be like, all right, see ya. Never have to uh, boo you again. But The guy posterizes every pitcher that he hits a home run off of. It's all about him. It's me, 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 all the way around. Somebody comes inside of him, he has to stare down the pitcher. He hits a home run, he has to stand there for three seconds before he starts running down. If he hits a pop-up, like Doug said, it takes him an hour to get to first base just to run it out. Guys who are all about me, 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 and then say, well, no, I'm not going to make it about me. I'm just going to retire. Baloney. Okay? Baloney. Because if it wasn't about you, you wouldn't do what you did on the field. So anybody who wants to give him credit for just walking off into the sunset quietly, read between the lines. Right. I mean, come on. And watch how he played the game. Come on. Humble and David Ortiz don't belong anywhere near each other. Absolutely not. And – That'll wrap it up. We had some fun with Poppy there for a little bit, but uh, good little 24-minute podcast there, Doug. See? Very well done. It it, it took us three weeks, but we're back. 
you know, something happens. It, it, it grinded my gears and here we are. You know, it doesn't take a lot to grind my gears. You, you know, just read my blog on my website at chrisheeran.com. That's right. I said it. And you could check out the Yes Men podcast with Doug and Lou DePietro. Uh, that's at yesnetwork.com. Thank you. And um, yeah, that's going to be it. We want to thank Callie for sitting here patiently for 24 minutes and not saying anything or laughing or making any noises that would get onto the podcast. But uh, we thank her for being her as our live studio audience that didn't make a sound. That's kind of bad. It's kind of like Rodney Dangerfield from Caddyshack. I can't do the jokes. Nobody's <laughs> laughing. Rodney, the laugh in the theater. Uh, anyway, <laughs> for Doug Williams, I'm Chris Sheeran. We'll see you next time on The Chris Sheeran Show here on YesNetwork.com.